You're listening to Make New Friends, a weekly podcast about the trials and tribulations found in the realm of friendship. We're your hosts, Mary Aikman and Sienna Mooney. Let's make new friends. Woohoo! Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about um, something that's, I think, a difficult thing to do. An impossible thing to do. I, I wouldn't say it's impossible. I it's happened to me before, and I've, I'm sure that I've done it in the past, but we're going to talk about when to let a friendship go. Yeah. Do you have any experience with this? Not like a constructive, really active letting friend go. Uh-huh. Like later on in the episode, you guys will learn a good way to let a friend go, but I've never done it that way. Like I think most people have experience doing it in a very ghosting or not as apparent way yeah you want to make the least impact yeah I think that's like probably the main goal when anyone is trying to break up like for instance if you're leaving a job if you're breaking up with a significant other if you are breaking up with a friend the goal is often to try and do the least amount of damage so that you're not burning any bridges. I feel like that's pretty standard. Yeah, but I think it's way more standard in romantic relationships. I don't think a lot of people think that essentially breaking up with a friend is a thing that you can do. Yeah, totally. Especially nowadays how everyone is like connected almost forever via the internet. It's a lot more complicated, you know, to address the situation and be like, look, I don't want to be friends anymore. Oftentimes, if I have a problem with someone or I don't want to be friends with them, it's a lot easier for me to just kind of be like, okay, unfollow. And that's that. But it's much more brave to address the issue and to be straightforward and just say like, hey, this isn't working out for either of us. Let's call it quits. Yeah. <laughs> and also, speaking of like the internet age that we're in, you feel a bit more obligated to remain friends on Facebook or to follow somebody. Whereas, say, if you were seeing them face to face all the time, having these interactions with them, you might be like, eh, I don't really like Joe so much. I don't really consider him a friend. So that's that. Whereas you're kind of tangential tangentially linked to these people by Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And you might not look at their stuff, but it still is like there, that semblance of friendship, if you will. Right. Have you experienced breaking or not breaking up, but uh, letting a friend go? Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. The scenario is like after college, me and my best friend at the time, we weren't super close because of something that had happened and basically we had a phone call and we were like this isn't working for either of us and we aired our grievances and it was really really tough because obviously it's kind of like a breakup in a way you know you feel so close to someone for so long and then you realize things aren't working they're not what they used to be you each have your problems in the friendship And to share that feels very vulnerable. And it can be really hard to come back from that as well. But I will say at the same time, like that conversation, it felt like we were finally being completely honest about where our friendship was at. 
And we decided to take things slow. This really sounds like it was like <laughs> a romantic relationship. But we decided to like just take things back a, a step, not put so much pressure on us to be like best friends. And it felt like there was this hope for the friendship to grow. But obviously that was short-lived because it didn't work out in the long term. But I think um, having that conversation was a very important thing because I think we were both able to take what the other person was saying and grow from it. That's understandable. Yeah. Have you ever had a, a tough talk like that about... No. Really? <laughs> not, not that I can think of. Yeah, most of the friendships that I've had that have really kind of just stopped suddenly mm -hmm. or stopped even gradually have not been because of a conversation about it. It was more like both parties realize and instead of like having that really difficult talk, we both avoided it and just let the friendship disintegrate. Yeah. Which I think is definitely more common. But that really begs the question, um, because so many people have stopped being friends with other people or, like, you've had this conversation, are friendships even built to last? Are they supposed mm. to be relationships that last years and years and years? Or are they supposed to be more, like, transient relationships? And, and when I say supposed to be, I mean, like, in a behavioral slash, like, Darwinian perspective, like <laughs> natural selection, friendship edition. Right, right. Like, is friendship a part of natural selection? Not like mm -hmm. in, not in the idea of like friendship helps pass on genes or whatever, but the idea of like the best of the best, like continue, and mm -hmm. those who are the weakest links are like taken out of the equation. And like, does yeah. friendship make you? the best of the best, or does it make you the weakest link sort of thing? I think that's a very interesting connection to make between like natural selection and friends, <laughs> because if you really think about it, yeah. what is the purpose of a friendship? It's to build each other up, to have a support system, really to bring out the best in you. Right. Without the expectation of like, for instance, procreation that you might have with a significant other or something along those lines. So I think, yeah, it is really to find that best friend. But I would also argue that it's not like you find them in kindergarten and they're your best friend forever. It is a sort of thing that you go through stages you might be looking for different things as you grow up, but each friend that you make teaches you something that you take on and bring to the next stage of your life. So really interesting. I like that little link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree that I think it is like beneficial in that, like you said, a support system and that you learn things from each person. Um, it's funny that you, that you mentioned the whole procreation thing because <laughs> if we're talking about natural selection friendship just like a normal friendship is against natural selection because right. you're not spending your time trying to find a mate and pass on your genetics yeah <laughs> you're spending your time just faffing about with other people <laughs> yeah but I mean, you could also say that by having these platonic relationships, you're sharing information about other potential mates, 
that sort of thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's um, furthering <laughs> your ability to discern the type of mate that is best suited for survival. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. But um, <laughs> in answer to your question, are friendships built to last? I would say yes and no. Like it's a complicated answer because mm-hmm. it depends on the type of friend. Like, like we said, you get different things from your friends and you carry those on. But I would also say that you get things from those bad friendships in your life too. Like you learn about how you handle difficult situations, uh, difficult interpersonal relationships, and how you react to those. And it also helps you figure out the type of person you want to be around too. Like that was a big thing for me when I went to college, like realizing the people I grew up with and then going to a new place and seeing like, oh, I have an idea now about the type of people I like to be around. And it's not this type of person. So that's true. I didn't have a, a similar situation. I think when I got to college, I had to restart again. Mm. Like I tried out uh, some people my freshman year and said, you know what, actually, these are not the people I want to be around. And I think it was mostly because the people that I've been friends with in high school were quite different from the people that I was initially friends with in college. And so it took a while for me to find people who were more like my high school friends Mm -hmm. who I preferred but it was mostly just like I was in a, in the wrong like organization and those people weren't there and I had to like kind of go out and seek that. But I, I agree with the like yes and no aspect of, of friends being made to last. The way lives are built, just it doesn't make sense to have like short lasting friends or long lasting friends. Like you have to always have that like the people who are in between mm-hmm. or or who you know are going to be short-lived or who you know are going to be long-lasting. And that, like, just makes life easier to go about because you have those different levels of people. Yeah. Also, it's completely natural to outgrow friendships. I don't know many people. I'm sure I do know some people. But in my experience, the friends I had in kindergarten were my kindergarten friends. (laughs) And so it's not like I'm, I'm friends with them now or even, like, remember their whole name and so it's it's pretty natural to grow apart like yeah after college I grew apart from a lot of my friends I made while I was at university and it's really tough to realize that because you're having to come to grips with the fact that like everyone's changing everyone's like going through their thing blah 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 and that maybe it was like a moment in time you shared together mm-hmm. and now you've got to move on to the next moment in time. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. fine. <laughs> well, I think it's more common in the periods of your life where you are like having a significant amount of growth. So mm-hmm. college is a completely different experience than what you've been doing for the last, you know, 17 years or 18 years. And so... You're, I think it's expected that, like, the people who you initially meet, by the end of your college time, like, if you're still friends with those people, I'd be surprised because yeah. you all have different – you all come from different places. You all have different goals and you all have different, like, achievement levels. Mm-hmm. And you do just that. You grow out of things. You say, okay, like, this friendship was great for – 
like my freshman year, we lived down the hall from each other or they were my roommate, but she wanted to play the violin and I wanted to build bridges. Yeah. (laughs) And our two goals don't really match each other. And so we naturally found where our achievements and where our interests lie and it necessarily wasn't together. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean the friendship ended badly. It just means that you grew out of of needing each other as a support system because you were living in the same room your freshman year, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's important to recognize as well that you grew out of needing each other as a support system. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you want to talk about some signs that show that it's time to let go of a friendship? Always. (laughs) I would always love to talk about these signs. (laughs) The first sign, or it doesn't have to be the first sign, it just can be these are signs, Mm -hmm. is that your self-esteem is negatively affected when you're with this person or when you think about this person. If you are like, wow, I feel like shit today, or wow, like I don't feel comfortable in my body, like if you actually physically or not physically, but like vocally say these things. Mm -hmm. And that person, for example, that person doesn't like respond and they just let you like sit in that self-esteem. Like your self-esteem is just going to get worse because there's no one like trying to uplift you and say, hey, no, like you first of all, don't talk about yourself that way. Second of all, it's not true. Like, Yeah. If a person isn't doing that or... Or if they're fostering that sort of negativity. Right. That's really dangerous as well. I think that's a huge sign of I would say like a toxic friend. That's like such a buzzword, like toxic friend, you know. But it's true, like you shouldn't feel crappy about yourself, especially if you're with someone you consider like a close friend. They should be building you up. They shouldn't be pushing you down. And the next sign is that jealousy and competition run rampant in the friendship. And this can be really difficult sometimes to see because I've been in friendships in the past where it's like joking, like you poke fun at each other and, you know, it's fine. But I'm a pretty competitive person and I'm also a jealous person. So like (laughs) I've got a a predisposition to this happening. (laughs) But um, if your friend is like trying to thwart your success, for instance, and you're like going out for the same jobs or you're applying for the same position or the same role in the play at your high school, it can be a very negative environment because you feel like you're at each other's throat. Maybe uh, you feel like, oh, I'm never going to be good enough than them, or you're constantly criticizing each other. That just sucks. Like, Mm -hmm. don't do that. Oh, man, I'm just like cringing thinking about (laughs) the groups of like young friends that are out there basically being frenemies but thinking it's cool and chill uh that sucks yeah and when you're younger that that shows up a lot in like boys if we're talking about girls or like a significant other you know Mm -hmm. it's like you're trying to get the same boy or whatever like yeah there's only a small pool of like semi cute and normal people around you and so it's like (laughs) everyone's competing it's like i saw him first like he's mine yeah yeah (laughs) see like that kind of stuff is another like sign of you know if if you can't 
all talk about it together jokingly Mm -hmm. or in like a normal non tense environment Mm -hmm. then that should be a red flag like i it made me think of my last job we each um had there was four teams and my three other like team leaders I was, like, closest to them in terms of friendship, I would say. And one of us, me and my friend Connor, we were co-team leads. So we were, like, the same team. But everyone else had a different team. And we would always constantly joke about how, like, team one, like, has had the the favor. They've been ahead all the time. They got the best people. <laughs> and, like, always just talk about, like, the competitiveness between the teams. But it was never, ever, like, actually competitive or actually, yeah. like, a bad thing. We, like, all just had fun with the fact that there was a competition happening. But it never, like, actually became a thing and like if you just like if you and a friend just go at something knowing that it's going to be okay at the end no matter what happens Mm -hmm. then like all that stress and competition goes away yeah but sometimes you can't do that for various reasons and if you can't then that's a sign that maybe it's time to let the friend go right also i just wanted to add that jealousy can also manifest in say your friend is hanging out with a new group of friends and you're jealous that they're not spending time with you. And so you're feeling maybe like a little worried that there's this distance. And if that obviously doesn't get worked out, that can be a huge problem as well. The next sign that you may see is that the perceived effort is off balance. So there's a quote from an article It's called Eight Signs It's Time to Break Up with a Friend. And this little excerpt says, When there's a lack of balance, that's often an indicator that the friendship isn't quite doing it for one or more parties involved. And if the balance isn't in your favor, it could really damage your self-concept. Don't let that happen. If someone doesn't have enough energy to reciprocate your fabulous friendship, then stop burning up all your energy and let it go. Yeah. So I think this comes into play a lot like when you want to hang out and you're the only person who's making the effort to Mm -hmm. hang out or say, hey, let's do this or hey, let's do that. And I think this is probably the most common across the board as well. I'd agree. Can you think of other examples of how the balance is off? Yeah. So if your friend is always hitting you up for advice. I know we talk about this like all the time. Oh, but if yeah, if yeah. they're taking a lot from you, but when you need something, they're not giving it back, there's that sort of imbalance in the friendship. Also, I mean, if you're putting in all the effort and they're not, or vice versa, even if you feel like they're putting in too much effort and like you need something more low key, you might want to talk to them and be like, yo, I didn't sign up for this high maintenance stuff. Like, what's going on? You know, or you might just be like, I don't think we should be friends. Like, we just don't gel, you know? So, yeah. And it's important to say that it doesn't have to be like you're the person who's being like you're putting more the most effort in. Like, you can also be just a conscious person and realize like, I'm not putting as much effort in. Yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean that I'm not valuing this friendship? And throughout this whole conversation, like, you can be the one to break up the friendship or, like, let it go if 
you aren't necessarily feeling most of the negative effects. Like, you can still be aware of the situation and the relationship and maybe not getting the, like, worst end of it and still believe that it should be, like, it should come to a close. Right. And you can initiate then the conversation that we'll talk about later. But I think it's obviously more common for the person who's getting, who feels like they're getting the most negative impact out of it to be the one to say like okay this needs to yeah this is closed we're closing this yeah like I've had a few friendships in my past that it's like if you think of like the stereotype like the popular girl surrounding herself with like the less popular girls that do stuff for her but she doesn't really do anything for them other than be the queen bee like yeah those lower popular girls quote unquote should revolt and be like no we're tired of doing work for you like stand up for yourself and you deserve a friendship that is balanced and you know like we always say friendship is a two-way street so you need yeah you need to be getting that support back that you're giving because it can be so exhausting like the quote says like Mm -hmm. don't use up all of your energy on this right why does everybody love Caesar? Caesar isn't even that great. <laughs> we should all just kill Caesar. Um, and then the last sign I want to talk about is that if you're feeling controlled or manipulated in the friendship, that is a huge red flag that things are not what they seem. I think that's pretty common, especially in younger sort of friendships, where you're just sort of getting your feet wet in terms of like the kind of people you want to surround yourself with. And I know in like middle school, for me, this is probably the most common sort of friendship dynamic you'd see is like people just kind of like using each other and testing those boundaries. And it sucks to be in that. So if you're able to realize that, then you should totally get yourself out of there because like being manipulated is just, ugh. I just... I feel really bad for, you know, past me letting myself get into these sort of sticky situations and be like, no, it's fine. We're BFFs. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're not going to scratch my back. They just they need something done. So, yeah. Yeah. I will call myself out here and probably say that I've probably been the manipulator more than I've been the manipulate. How have you manipulated people? Or friends. I mean, like, I don't want to go too into it in specifics. <laughs> but I just, I feel like I'm quite a ambitious person. Okay. And sometimes... I don't I'm, I don't never go into friendships where I'm like I'm just going to be friends with this person because like they have something that I need and I'm going to let them go. Like I'm yeah. just not that person. <laughs> but like I definitely can like usually see the value in a friendship and I sometimes put that value or what it gets me over just having a healthy fun relationship or like mm. friendship relationship that is just like chill yeah because in my mind I'm constantly just trying to like make myself better or get myself to a different spot and like yes friendships like no matter what they're gonna like help you do those things but sometimes I think I I seek out those things more than I necessarily should. And I don't think I, I don't think I've ever been a manipulative like in a malicious or like bad sense. No, no. But like I definitely am aware of how I sometimes can like 
you know, favor, like doing things with people because it will help me in some way rather than like just doing it with them because I want to because they're a friend. I get you. I want to just jump in and just let you know that I think you are not manipulative. I think you're just you're a networker. Okay. And that is how I would describe it rather than being like yeah I'm I sometimes manipulate people for personal gain like that sounds terrible and like Mary I just have to say <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> like you don't do that you are a networker and that's like a huge Thanks. part of who you are so <laughs> just yeah and like I networking is hard too and I've like I've never actually had someone say that I'm like a social climber and I don't think I'm a social no. climber um, because I think there's a very big difference between someone who is a social climber and someone who is just trying to like network yes and like meet as many people as possible and like bring people together and all that and like that's what I feel like I am but like I'm pretty sure that there's people out there who think I'm a social climber I which is like whatever like what I'm gonna like stop being myself whatever for me social climber gives me this image of someone like climbing over other people to get to the top. Yeah. Whereas a networker is building this web of connections to support themselves. Yeah. And I have no intention of being the top. Um, Another thing I wanted to bring up about this last final point is like being controlled can mean a lot of different things. And one of those ways could be like if your friend or, you know, quote unquote friend, uh, doesn't want you to hang out with certain people for whatever reason. Like if they're like, oh, don't hang out with Jennifer. She's lame. She still plays with Barbies. Like that's controlling behavior. And Mm. that's not a good sign, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Unless you really feel like you don't want to hang out with Jennifer because she plays with Barbies. Like that's your decision. But don't tell people what to do. Like that's like a pretty like general (laughs) rule. Yeah. I think the biggest offense of this is when you don't want a friend to like go out with a certain person oh yes like you can be very honest about your worries about the relationship yeah but you can't be like you can't do like you can't go out with so and so right and i think there's a huge difference between voicing your concerns and saying you can't go out with them Mm -hmm. in high school with my best friend when he started dating you know, whatever girl, I was like, I don't think you should go out with her because of this, that and the other. But you know, whatever is your choice. At least that's how I remember it. Maybe I actually was like, you can't date her. (laughs) But I feel like I'd be the type of person who would say you can't date her. But just kind of like, I can't believe you're gonna date her. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be like... I can see you saying that. Yeah. But also, I do just want to be like transparent. There have been uh, friends of mine in the past where I've been kind of... Contr- no, I've I've been controlling and it's really unfair. And it came... Like my controlling behavior totally came from this area of insecurity in the friendship and just being worried that if they... Uh, were hanging out with these people or dating this person or whatever Mm -hmm. that it would push us apart and that seemed like such a threat that I uh, made it very clear that I disapproved of these other relationships so yeah it's very bad behavior (laughs) and I've I've experienced that with you but I've never experienced you actually like 
actively saying any anything oh, that would. Oh yeah, I can actually think of what you're talking about. Like I know, <laughs> like I have friends that you don't like, and that is like fine. And never have you said like I don't know, like I'm not gonna hang out with you anymore. Oh, yeah. if you hang out with this person. <laughs> I've never made it like I... an ultimatum. Like no, yeah. Well, well, that's what I'm saying is that like yeah, we have differences in like people we like to hang out with, but I've never felt that like pressure to not hang out with someone yeah. by you. Okay. Like you've been honest. You've been honest about it, which I appreciate because then it's like I know who like not to bring up or like yeah. <laughs> and I'm like aware of why you don't like s- certain people and so then that actually kind of helps me because I go into the relationship or like I think about the relationship a little bit more like from an outsider's view it's like what am I missing here is there anything to miss is Uh, it just a like circumstantial situation between you and that person that is only because of a certain circumstance or is it actually a flaw right with that person that I need to watch out for and so sometimes it actually can be helpful when you bring those things up but you've never crossed the line into being controlled trolling about it at all okay, so don't good. worry about that <laughs> i'll keep an eye on it though like i'm i'm at least i'm um cognizant that it's something i need to be aware of yeah but it's it's better to be honest than like you like stewing in the background like oh i hate this person <laughs> but like let's be real i do that anyway so <laughs> uh All right. I think it's about time for a break. What about you? Yeah, I agree. Okay. We're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about, I think, the right way to break up with a friend. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hey guys, it's Sienna. Just wanted to jump in here and say thank you so much for tuning into episode 23 of Make New Friends. I can hardly believe that we only have one more episode to go of season one. It's blowing my mind because this has all gone by so quickly. But anyway, let's save that mushy stuff for next week. Um, Let's get on with the announcements. As y'all know by now, we don't pay to advertise the podcast in any way, shape, or form. So if you like what we're doing here at Make New Friends and you want to show us some love, make sure you spread that good, good word. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Because I think you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you could write a letter to good old Santa Claus about how much you've been enjoying season one of Make New Friends, or maybe at that annual family holiday dinner party when your cousin asks what you've been up to this year, you can simply say, well, Becky, I've been squashing that beef and making friendship a two-way street. However you feel like sharing the podcast this holiday season is A-OK by us. But don't forget that you can also leave us a rating on iTunes. It's a super duper easy way to help the podcast grow. And also, we just really enjoy hearing what you guys have to say about Make New Friends. So why not take 30 seconds and smash that review button, fam? We'd sincerely appreciate it. Anyway, the next episode of Make New Friends will be out on December 27th. And with that, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Like Sienna said before the break, we're going to talk a little bit about a good way to confront someone um, about a relationship that you kind of want to close or uh, put onto the shelf if you (laughs) maybe need some time to, like, think things out. Yeah. Um, But we have several, several steps that you can take to make it as 
comfortable and easy as a process as it can be, but also know that it's going to be a hard thing to do. Right. Confronting someone about anything is hard. Yeah. And also keep in mind that confronting someone about a friendship isn't always your only option. You can let it fade into the background. I believe we touched on that in the ghosting episode. Mm -hmm. So if that's more your style, you feel more comfortable doing that for whatever reason, maybe it's a toxic friendship or you just feel unsafe being honest with this person, by all means, do what you need to do. But we're going to talk about the best way to break up with a friend. Yes. All right. Would you like to start out? Sure. So the first thing is to actually confront them. You need to set up a time or a meeting. You can kind of treat it like you're just hanging out as a friend. Like you probably shouldn't be up front and be like, hey, you want to go for coffee so that I could break up with you as a friend? Yeah. Because it's not working. Like you have to confront it naturally. Um, it's probably best to choose a location that isn't private. So like a restaurant or, or like a coffee shop, a park, somewhere where like if things do escalate to even violence, like there's going to be people around who, who will hopefully um, protect you or protect the situation, <laughs> yeah. protect either person. And then it's also a super good thing to avoid doing things that are going to take a long time or that you might get stuck with the person after you have the conversation. Right. So like the movies or a, like a restaurant situation where it's going to take a super long time. If you do go to the movies, like obviously do it after the movie ends. Like, don't yeah. do it before the movie ends because that's just super awkward. That's, like, that's a pretty, uh, like, good steps, pretty good steps to take to kind of get the ball rolling. Yeah, for sure. Um, the second step is to tell your friend why you're ending it. It's so important to just be straightforward and tell them why you don't want to be friends anymore. From personal experience, there are so many questions I have after one of my friend's ended our friendship and I don't have those answers because they didn't tell me and we are no longer friends so I can't necessarily just ask them. So it could be something as small as uh, the fact that they never listen to you when you have problems or maybe they cheated with your significant other but whatever it is it's the time to tell them right now why you don't want to be friends anymore because that way they can use it to grow in the future and learn from their mistakes. I know there have been so many times when I've done something um, in a friendship and I haven't realized it. And it's so important to get that feedback, especially when you've done something wrong, because, you know, I didn't realize that I was being judgmental, for instance, and I was able to use that and work on it and become less judgmental. Yeah, and this is definitely going to be the hardest part of the whole process because mm -hmm. this is when you're going to have to be as honest as possible yes. about it. And it's when you're going to have to, I mean, introduce the fact that, like, you don't really want to be friends with this person anymore. Yeah. But it's also important to know, as Sienna said earlier in the episode, that, like, you don't have to end it forever. Like, you can have the conversation where when you're first telling them why, you can say, like, we can maybe be, maybe try this, like, try stepping back like you did in your yeah. your example earlier. Like, let's step, like, scale back this relationship, maybe work on some things, and then we can maybe see where to go from there. Yeah, just having those tough talks are so important because communication is, like, the number one thing you need to have for any relationship to work. Mm -hmm. And 
obviously it's super, super difficult to tell someone you don't want them in your life anymore. But think about it this way. Like if you were on the opposite end, wouldn't you like to know why your friend doesn't want to be your friend anymore? Because I mean, I think everybody would like to know. So and going on this communication theme, the next step is that now you need to give the person you're talking to a chance to say what's on their mind. Yeah. So give them a chance to respond, whether that is a defensive response, like, what? Like, I had no idea there was issues. Like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Or it may be um, them actually apologizing. Like, this is maybe something they've realized and that they've kind of slowly come to, like, fruition about. And Mm -hmm. they, as soon as you say it, they're like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I've been this, this, and this. Or our relationship has been this, this, and this. Um, And sometimes it might be a mix of both. Like, I imagine that if this happened to me, I would probably be a mix of both. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. Like, I'd be like, what the hell? But then also, like, as I kind of winded down, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. And in the previous example I gave... When my friend and I had that talk on the phone, I was expecting it to be a one-way thing, you know, me airing my grievances. Mm -hmm. But then it turned out that they had their own grievances to air with me. Right. And it was like, oh, we've both done some shady stuff, so... We both have work we need to do. And that opened up the opportunity to discuss like how we could become better friends in the future moving forward. So yeah, it's important to let them speak so that you know what's going on. And when they're speaking, you might actually just realize what you've been thinking is just a whole big misunderstanding. Yeah. And that's why sometimes having this conversation is better than just letting it fade into the background and letting the friendship fizzle out because it could just be like, a complete like oh you just misread what I said (laughs) or like you're really stressed and you like you just blow up a situation more Mm -hmm. than it really needed to be because you didn't have all the information yeah so giving them a chance to talk lets that happen as well and you can possibly salvage the friendship or it could continue the process it's just like you have to see where that leads you yeah and speaking of like it being a misunderstanding. I know with my anxiety a lot of the time, I'm just like replaying these situations over and over in my head. And sometimes I make up stuff that isn't really there because I'm I'm just interpreting it myself. So it's important to talk to your friend and to be honest and communicate because then you can see like how they're feeling, how they're perceiving this stuff. Like maybe they didn't come to your birthday party because they were actually sick and not like they were <laughs> sick and secretly wanted to uh, hang out with their boyfriend. You know, it might just be a non-issue. So definitely talk to them. Um The last step is to set boundaries and actually stick to them. And I feel like this can go so many different ways depending on how you want to leave the friendship because, you know, you might not want anything to do with them because they've been a toxic friend and it's just going nowhere. And so you want to cut things completely off. Or it could go another way where you just don't want to be best friends. You don't mind seeing them in a group of friends or what have you, but you just don't want to 
be on the hook for that emotional sort of burden of the relationship or the friendship. But it's really important to set those boundaries so that you can both come away from the conversation and know where you stand. Mm -hmm. I think there have been so many instances in like romantic relationships after the breakup where like say you were together for years and years and then you know you were best friends with that person and all of a sudden like it's over like who do you talk to when you get a yeah when you get some good news it can feel you gotta have those uh dua lipa new rules yeah you gotta have those new rules <laughs> don't pick up the phone <laughs> But no, that's definitely it. Like once you've set these rules, like say you tell this person, I don't think we should text anymore. I don't think we should talk. But if we see each other, it's fine. If they call you in the middle of the night, you shouldn't answer, you know? Yeah. It can be really hard to not answer, but you just need to give yourself the space to heal and get over it. And in the long term, it'll be much better knowing that you gave yourself that time away from that person. Right. Yeah. And sometimes the time, sometimes the time, (laughs) time, time is all you need. Yeah. You just need that time to be apart. Yeah. And also, if the person tries to get in touch with you or win you back, just don't respond because you've already said your piece and you've heard them Mm -hmm. and your obligation as a friend is over. So you don't owe anything to them. Yeah. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay, so I think we've covered like a fairly uh, adult, yeah, a a fairly mature way to logical, regional, rational. (laughs) Yeah. So I I mean, it's only like four steps. It's it's fairly simple. But Mm -hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about some of the consequences you might have after ending a friendship? Have you had any consequences from? Losing a friend? Yeah, yeah, I have. (laughs) What have you had? Let's hear it. So one thing that we've written down is uh, passive-aggressive behavior. And, Uh like, I definitely have experienced that from both parties. And the issue was that we were no longer friends, but all of our friends were still friends. And we were in the same friend group. Mm -hmm. And he was still friends with our friends. And I was still friends with our friends. So we ended up having to, like, hang out together a couple of times not a lot which was good but I just remember one time we were in the car together and we were driving it wasn't just us two but there was like a bunch of us in the car and we were like saying really snide remarks to each other like I was in the front seat and he said something and I think I responded and then he responded and it was like it was very like you know joking but like mean comments yeah (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) And I was mad because, like, I felt like our friends weren't being very kind to the fact that we were not friends with each other anymore. But they were still, like, inviting us all to hang out together. And I'm like, Mm. it's okay if you guys hang out with him without me. Like, I would prefer it. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I can can remember that in particular. I'm trying to think of some maybe some other examples that aren't passive-aggressive of, like, It's mostly, I think a lot of the bad consequences come up when you're, like, forced to be around each other. For sure. Whether that's contrived, like, someone made it happen, or if it was an accidental meeting. Because, like we just said, like, the space is really important and you need to, like, make a clean break. Because if you don't, that's when a lot of the consequences end up rising up. Yeah, for sure. And also, like, with your example, 
a consequence of ending a friendship is that your other friends become affected. Right, right. Especially if, like, if you look at it in terms of a romantic relationship, say you're in a house with all your friends and you and your significant other share a room and then you break up. (laughs) Where have I heard this before? (laughs) (laughs) Then, I mean, it just throws everything off kilter a lot of the time and it can be really difficult for those friends because they might feel like they have to choose a side or you know they might be closer to the other person and that can be enough to end the relationship between you and the other friend so it's kind of like this ripple effect as as I see it and that's definitely happened with me in the past after losing a friend like a whole section of my friendship group just completely gone not because they were like oh we don't like you anymore but it was just like they just stopped talking to me and so I stopped talking to them and therefore it was like okay it's just over and it was really tough because obviously like if one friendship ends you don't really think about oh, I might have no other friends as a result of this. Yeah, You think like, oh, I'll be able to talk to Sally about how this is affecting me. But Sally might be closer with Tony. And she might say like, "Uh, I don't feel comfortable talking to you about this. So um, I'm going to go. Bye. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, my God, I thought we were closer than that. So yeah, yeah, it's difficult. But I think the main message we're trying to say here is like, if you are friends with someone who's treating you poorly, being toxic, um, negative, manipulative, controlling, don't feel like you have to stay in that friendship just because they might need you. You know, if you feel like you support them so much, don't feel like you're indebted to them because you're a person too and you deserve Some strong, supportive friendships. Yes. 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 Break up with your friends. Get rid of those bad friends. let them go. (laughs) Seriously, like, just get them out of your life, you know? However you need to do it, it's what's best. Right. I can tell you from experience. and You do you. Yeah. You do what's best for you. I feel like when I've let friendships fade away, I have a lot more feelings of guilt than I do when I confront the situation head on. So keep that in mind too. If you're like, oh, it's so much easier just to like ghost someone. Well, you also might be haunted by that ghost for many years. So (laughs) that's the ghost of friendships past coming at you. Wow. Wow. That's great. That's great. (laughs) Perfect for the holiday season. All right. Okay. Shall we close? Yeah. Thanks for listening to Make New Friends. Do you have a story about friendship you'd like to share? Email us at makenewfriendspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at New Friends Pod. Special thanks to our producer, Alex Papworth, and music by Max Wallace. For show notes, research, blog posts, and more, head on over to makenewfriendspodcast.com and we'll see you next week. Bye. Adios. <laughs>